good morning. Uh, today's daf is daf Ayn Gimel. Happy Lag Ba'omer. Um, today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Yirmiyahu ben Yehuda, Avram Leib ben Yaakov Tzvi, and Ida Yehudis Bas Shmuel. May their memory be a blessing, and may their neshamas have an aliyah. Um, it is also for a full shame of Chai Chaika Bas Baba Michla, and Yitzhak Yehuda ben Miriam. Okay, so yesterday we were discussing and we brought a Machlokes Tanakama and Rebbe Yehuda regarding who can work with the Paraduma. Can a woman, can a child, uh, well, the author is there, it was specifically a woman and an Androgonos, and a Tumtum and an Oral that came under this discussion, an uncircumcised person, who can work with the Paraduma. So we brought their Machlokes, and now the Gemara is going to say, this Machlokes fits in with their general reasoning, their general um, understanding of the matter. So we're going to go from the it's about the 12th last line of Ayin Beis Amun Beis 72b and the line starts Paturim. So he says so right at the end of the line it says Ba'azdu they're going according to their understanding. The Tanya as we learned in Abraisa Akol Kshayrim Lekadesh Chutz they are all, everyone, everyone is kosher to do, to the Kadesh, to mix the water and the ash of the Paraduma, the spring water and the ash of the Paraduma together, except for a Kheroshot of a Koton, a deaf mute, uh, insane person, and a mana. Rabbi Yehuda Machshib a Koton, or Poisabisha. Rabbi Yehuda permits a minor but says a woman is invalid. Upois of issue of androgynos, he invalidates a woman and an androgynos. Um, just interesting, when we said, when the Tanakhama said everyone is kosher, he means women are kosher. He doesn't, he's not coming along to say an oral and someone who is Tomei is kosher, because those he excludes. He's specifically including women, which Rabbi Yehuda comes and excludes. Once Rabbi Yehuda excludes women, well then Androgonos follows, because Androgonos, we're not sure exactly how to view. Is, it a, is, he, a, is he considered a man, or is, it, is he considered a woman, or is it a separate creation? Remember, Androgonos is, has both simani. Um, so he holds a woman is possible to do the work. So now my time, the Rabbanon, what's the source of the Rabbanon? The Pasuk says, Vilokhu. Now, Vilokhu is they shall take. It's now saying, well, let me read the Pasuk here. It says, They shall take for the Tomei person from the ash of the Chattas. Um, uh, yeah, from the ash of the chattas, and then it says, and he'll put the spring water on it into the kli. So, you, so this is about making the mixture of the water for to sprinkle on the Tomei person. If we jump back, there, there's a little gap about who is Tomei, but if we jump back to the last stage in the making of the um, of the Poraduma ashes, it says, Vaasaf uh, ish, a man will gather. So that's where that's what we're going back. It says, Here it says, and they will take from the ash of the burnt chatas, the burnt poraduma, Hanach the Psili Baasifa, Psilim Bikirush. Therefore, those same people, because it's going on, they will take, those same people we mentioned earlier, those who are possible to gather, collect the ashes of Sulim Bekiddush, Hanach the Kshayim Basifa, Kshayim Bekiddush, and those who are kosher to 
gathered the ashes together are also kosher to Kiddush. And Rashi, oh, who are those? So luckily I didn't have to look back into the Masech because Rashi on the page says, um, and it says, it says, V'osach ish, which is excluding a katan. And it says, Tahor, lahachshir is the isha, to include a woman who's tahor. And so, yeah, so it's exclusive. So, so who's it excluding specifically? A child, but a cotton can. But Rabbi Yehuda, Omar and Rabbi Yehuda will tell you, no, imke name a high crop, vilokach, my vilokhu. It should say, and he will take. Again, when it said, when, we, when we're jumping back to the previous procedure, it says, the man will gather, singular male. So when we're coming back, if we're referring to the same people, or the same category, it should use, why does it use, and he will take, why does it use the phrase, they will take? It says, to say that even those who are apostle there, are kosher here. So a child can do it. Well, once you're including a child, we should include a woman as well. Rabbi Yehuda has come along and said, no, we're adding in. That li- we can't follow that same list because it's changed from he to they, so it's including more. So why not include a woman? says, No, because then the apostle comes along and says, he will put water on it in the kli. So we're going back to him, so that v'nosan the law of He will put it and not she will put it. So it has to be done by a man and not a woman. So that's uh, how they learn this possible. The main one we've played with is a cotton. Tanakama come along and say, well, just as we exclude a cotton from Vaasaf, we include it, uh, we exclude it from make the rest of the procedure. Whereas Rabbi Huda comes along and he says, no, it changes the phrase from they, from him to they. So therefore, we're including a child. Oh, what about a woman? No, a woman, because it goes back to the Nosombahi. It says, oh, Rabbanan. So how the Rabbanan going to explain? Again, as I've pointed out, we start off this, this hashtag saying, ish, the man will gather, I, he will gather. Then we switch to Velokhu, they will take the ash. And then we go to Venosan, and he will put. So we've changed from him to they to him. So again, according to Yehuda, we know why it's doing that. It's saying... Him, it's saying uh, him, which you would ex- which is saying not women, not not men, not, not children, and then velochu to come and include children, and venosan to exclude women. So it says, but a contrabon it says no ekos of lokach venosan. If it would have kept the same uh, what's the word conjunction, if it would have stayed as him. I would have thought one person has to take the ashes and one person has to put the water. Therefore, the Torah comes along and says, they will take. I have to say that it can be one person. If the Torah would have written, I would have thought that two people have to be involved in the procedure of the Paraduma. Therefore, the Torah switches between they and him. To say that even if two people take the ashes, one person can put the water, etc., and it can be switched around. So, it's to tell us that the number of people, why it's switching between him and they, 
is to tell us that the number of people isn't important involved in our water, in this part of that water. But the rest, but again, as we said, according to the Rabbanon, we exclude a cotton and include an isha, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, we, in, we exclude an isha, but we include a cotton, a cotton, yeah. And an aura would be excluded. So am I making a noise? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, then, okay, top of Ayin Gimel Amud Aleph. It says, Vihizah HaTahar. We're carrying on with the explanation. It says, Vihizah HaTahar Ala Tomei. The Tahar will sprinkle it on the Tomei. Now, Rashi, this is, this is a... The, yeah, I'll come back to the significance of this, Rashi. But basically, what's it saying? HaTahar... The, the emphasis on saying that the Tahar will sprinkle the ashes is saying, Rashi that I'm telling you for this procedure is Tahar. Implying that in other circumstances, for other things, he would be considered Tahar. Like a Tvulyom, which is Tahar for Truma. We mentioned that the other day. Someone who went to Mikvah that day, we know that night they will be properly Tomei. They still have remnants of their Tumah on them that they're not allowed to eat Tumah. That's a full Yom. Someone who went to Mikvah, but he has to wait for nightfall to be completely Tahar. He, Does he do anything at night? No. He says Kriyashma. That's the beginning of Maseches Brachas. What time can you say Kriyashma? When the Kohanim can start to eat Tumah, um, etc. But that's, uh, he doesn't have to actively do anything. Um, then... Uh, so, so Tful Yom becomes, so, so Tful, so, so what is, how, how are we reading this? Rashi We would anyway think that the person dealing with the Paraduma, people involved with the, it's called the ritual of the Paraduma, have to be Tahar because it's called a Chattas. It has aspects of it that are like a sacrifice. So when the Torah comes along and emphasizes, this Tahar person, we're saying, oh, he's Tahar here, but he's not Tahar in another case. What's that? The Tful Yom. Yeah, so that's what the Gemara is. Tahar Michlal Shehu Tomei. Tahar implies that he is Tomei. Ah, Limur Alat Tful Yom Shekoshelapapara. This teaches us that a Tful Yom is kosher to work with the Paraduma. Now, this brings this this is brings to an amazing whole uh, whole way that they in, dealt with the Paraduma. There was a there was a machlokes between the I don't know if it was the Tzidukim and the but it was a sect of Jews that didn't really believe in the oral Torah. And they came, I think it was the Tidukim, and they came along and said, it says, Vizah Tahar, he has to be perfectly Tahar to do the Paraduma. Now to emphasize the point of that we go by the oral Torah and the droshas of Chazal, they made a point of when doing a Paraduma to have Tomei people like a Tful Yom do it. If it's a completely Tomei, can you do it? I don't only think so. Full I think only at full yom. I think. Um, so, so, but the, again, they would go out of their way to make sure that a full yom was involved in the in the ritual. And but because they didn't want people to become flippant with the paraduma, like it's not kadosh. Who cares about it? We can all be Tomei. You know, like what's the difference? They went to the opposite extreme in every other halacha regarding tum and tahara, and that's why you find. But full yom, but but by the paraduma, they they had these 
they had special village. They, they went to the degree that they had special villages where they would raise the children who had never been Tomei before so that they could do the Paraduma. They were on raised platforms because remember if it's... Uh, if, uh, if there's tumor in the ground and you walk over it, you become Tomei. If it's a raised platform, then the tumor gets stopped by the Ahel, so anyone walking on top of that would be fine. Just the same as if there's tumor in this uh, room and someone's walking on top of it um, on the roof, they wouldn't become Tomei. So, so today, they, uh, when they were transporting those, those children to get the water, they would be over on the, on, on what's it, platforms, over, like uh, boards, door frames, over the animal that they were riding on. So again, that, that acted as a, as a platform. They went to the opposite extreme in every other halacha, but that's because of this drosha that a tfulyom can use it, or the tzidukim came along and said, you can't. And uh, they were like, okay, well, we're going to show that we don't listen to the tzidukim and the drosha, and we follow the droshas, we follow the oral Torah and do this, but then we're going to make up for the misconception of how to treat a paraduma in in very, very extreme ways. We'll, we'll discuss it as we get through Shas again. We'll, you'll, you'll notice this. Uh, it comes up in more of the sugyas that discuss coaching, but it does come up. You'll notice how strict are with the Poraduma. An interesting thing, similarly, we find Chazal do um, counterbalance or do things in extreme compared to, uh, um, to counter what the Tzidukim thought had to be done. Never mind when they just wouldn't do something, but even where something is okay, Chazal came and made it Essential. The, I think it's the Orzaroa that Sefer Yerein bring. We learn that you're not allowed to light a fire on Shabbos, but you can have a fire, and you can leave food on the fire from before Shabbos going on, and that it stays hot the whole of Shabbos. The Tzidukim came along and said, no, it says, You're not allowed to have fire in your dwelling places. You're not allowed to have fire burning in your house. So, so they came along, and they basically said, you have to, uh, almost to a degree, you have to have warm food on Shabbos day to counteract this, this idea that you're not allowed to have warm food on Shabbos day because how could you keep it warm? You're not allowed to have a fire. So like, no, you are allowed to have fire and you can have warm food. Um, and therefore, someone who doesn't have warm food that's brought, you can suspect them of uh, being a heretic. You can suspect them of because, again, I think we, we're a bit more lenient because we, um, that if someone prefers... No, so, so there are lots of people who dafka and there is a mal of having warm food. That's cholent. That's one of the one of the malas of cholent is you're making sure to have hot food on Shabbos day. Um, but, uh, um, but like yeah, people are a bit more lenient and they might have a fish meal or something that they have cold. But but there is a concept that someone who doesn't have warm food on Shabbos day, you can suspect them of heresy. Again, it's counteracting that they come along and say you're not allowed to have cold food. We we not we don't mind either. Actually, some who say it's a, it's a mitzvah also because of Onet Shabbos, to enjoy Shabbos. Generally, hot food is nicer than cold food, and so that would be Onet Shabbos. But that's a, just interesting, I, I, I thought, that we see the, the effort they put into strengthen and highlight our, the oral Torah and, and not undermine it the way that Tzidukim would, even when it's something that's okay. It says, says, Rav Sheishes, they asked Rav Sheishes, can an oral eat maaseh? We're actually going to see it. Can he even touch maaseh? But can an, well, yeah, can an uncircumcised person eat maaseh? Now, do we say just as we learn from the Korban Pesach, we learn regarding the Korban Pesach from maaseh, 
regarding an oinein. Remember, oinein is a mourner on the first day of the that is close relative time. We can learn maser from Pesach regarding an oral. That just as an oral can't eat the common Pesach, he also can't eat maser. So what? Just sorry, let me rephrase it. So how do we know that an oinein can't eat the common Pesach? We learn it from Maser. By Maser it says an Oin and Kant, and we learn from Maser to the common Pesach. Now we are saying, can we learn from the common Pesach to Maser that just as, um, just as, uh, you, the, just as by common Pesach an oral can't eat it, we're going to learn to Maser, that's so it's an oral can't eat Maser. It says, Maybe you can learn what is stricter from what's more lenient, but you can't learn what is more lenient than from what is stricter. I, Maser is relatively lenient in its Kedusha requirements. It's not a Korban. It does have Kedusha, but it's not a Korban, etc. So if an Oinan can't eat Maser, he definitely can't eat a Korban. Or Korban Pesach. That's, that would be the Swara. But, so then to say about Korban Pesach, which is so severe that an oral can't eat it, you can't learn from there to Maser, which is not so strict that an oral can't eat it. So which way do we look at it? Now Tosos says, wait, what's going on? Why would you ever think you could learn from Pesach to Maser? If Pesach is so much stricter than Maser, why would you say, just because you can't do something about the Kom Pesach, you can't do it by Maser, that makes no sense. So he says, no, actually the discussion here seems to be what type of drosha is it when we learn from Maser to, to Pesach? Is it along the lines of a Kavachomer, how much more so? Well, then you definitely can't learn the other way around. If we say, Bamasa, which is lenient and oinen, can't eat it, then how much more so about Pesach, which is strict? Well, then you definitely can't learn the other way around. But if it's more along the lines of Xerah Shava, that the, we have a principle that connects them together through a phrase or a concept or a word, well, then they're connected to learn either way, and you could. So that's how Tosos explained the, the question here. Um... So, but uh, yeah, just um, just before we go further in the sukkah, just to remember Master, because it's going to come up a few times in the stuff. Um, remember, Ma- we're discussing Master Shani, not Master Rishon. Master, when a co- when a farmer finishes gathering his harvest and piling it up, etc., he separates truma and gives that to the coin. He separates Master and gives that to the levy. That's Master Rishon. But whenever you see Master almost as a unspecified term, it's just about always Master Shani. Master Shani is the second 10% separated in the first, second, fourth, and fifth year of the Shemitah cycle. And the owner has to take it up to Yerushalayim and spend it on food there. He will take it up to Yerushalayim and eat it there. If he can't manage to get it up, let's say, by the time he knows his produce is going to be uh, um, gone off, rotted away, by the time he gets up to Yerushalayim, or it's just too much to take up to Yerushalayim, he's allowed to redeem it onto money and take the money and spend it on food in Yerushalayim. So that's Master Shani, that's the Master. Whenever we discuss Master in the stuff, we, we're discussing that much. So the question is, Master Shani has this degree of Kedusha, can an oral eat Master Shani? So Amalehu Tunitu, it says, we've learned it in the Mishnah, we've learned it already. It says, Hatruma Vahabikurim Chayovim Alayem Misa Vachoymesh. Oh, we're going to say, basically what we're going to do here is we're going to bring, we're going to pair Truma and Bikurim and show what they the same as, unlike. Truma. Then a bit further down the page, we're going to say Maser, sorry, and Truma and Bikurim versus Maser. Then we're going to do the difference between Maser and Bikurim versus Truma. It does the Mishnah in the beginning, I think it's Maseches Bikurim, 
Check one second. Um, yeah, in, in Bikurim, this, this is right at the beginning of my session, Bikurim also discusses Maser, uh, Bikurim versus Truma and Maser. But, but, it, but so, so, the, so our focus here is regarding what Truma and Bikurim are the same, which does not apply by Maser. So it says, A person who eats, a non kohen who eats them by mis, on purpose, he gets Misabidei Shomayim, quite a high level of punishment. So he eats a non-Kohen who eats Truma Bikurim gets that punishment. But Chaimesh, if he eats it by mistake, he has to pay back pay back an additional fit. Asurim Lazarim and a Zor, a non-Kohen, is never allowed to eat them. Kohen, they count as the property of the Kohen. And what do we mean? What's the litmus test in Shas of something property? Can he perform Kiddushin? So if a Kohen receives Truma, he can give it to a woman and say, Harad Mukadesh is with this Truma or with this basket of fruit with this Bikurim. He's allowed, it's his money. He can buy other property with it. He can use it. He can give it to someone and say, oh look, I've got these, I guess I've got uh, storehouses of Truma that I've been given. I'll trade that for your land or for your slate. He's allowed, it's his property. No, I think he, I think he can trade it with anyone, just only a Kohen can eat it. So that person is going to now have to find a Kohen to sell it to or give it to, but that would be the Thing. But he can do it with a woman because once he once he gives it to her and says Haray Mukadesh, she now belongs to him, so uh, she can mm. eat the Truma. Yeah, except we say she has to wait for his the Rabbanish has to wait for his But yeah, that would be the that would be the halacha. So even Israelis could then eat the Truma, but again he could sell it to a Yisrael or something, but while a Yisrael is unless I guess he's known as the Truma dealer in town, um, you know, everyone goes to and they want to do the mitzvah of eating Truma. I don't see another reason why they would do it. Okay, then it says Vahini said, Vailin Baechurumaya, they are bottle in one in a hundred and one. Uh, if you get Trumo Bikuri mixed in with Chulin or something else, it's only bottle in a hundred. Whereas most things are bottle Barov, or if it's a liquid, you might uh, bottle Bashishim or Batam, but it's much more strict Truma. It says, You have to wash your hands before you eat it, you have to do Nutilas Yadayim, and you have to wait for sunset, you, have to, you can't be at full yom. So those are all halachas that apply to Truman Bikurim, but not to Maser. Now, if it's true, like you wanted to suggest, that an oral can eat Maser, i. that we do not learn Kal Nichoymer, it should be in this list. Again, why don't we say, add to this list an oral, a Truma Truma and Bikurim cannot be eaten by an oral, where Meiser can be eaten by an oral. Since we don't have it in this list, must be he actually can't eat oral. That's not a difference. So it says, no, the Tana leaves out. It's not, in a, it's not a, a comprehensive list. There are other items to this. Oh, what else has he left out? You want to tell me that it's not a comprehensive list. You're going to tell me he gave a whole long list and he left out one. No, you've got to show me that he left out at least two things to make it worthwhile. So he says, Oh, my shahir, the high shahir. He says, No, shahir, the kotani sefer. He leaves out from the next list that he brings. As I said, these are the first beginning Mishnayos in Bikurim, but we can view them as a few lists. And as long as we can show that one of the lists are incomplete, we can say all the lists are incomplete. So he says, The kotani sefer. The next Mishnah teaches, These are halachas that apply to Maser and Bikurim, but not by Truma. What are they? Maser and Bikurim have to be brought to a specific place. The Bikurim to the Beis Hamikdash, and the Maser to Yerushalayim. 
Truma can be eaten anywhere. But to any vidui, they require vidui. There's a special uh, declaration that a person makes when he brings truma, uh, when he brings Maser and Bikurim. Interesting that the declaration by uh, um, by Bikurim is the source of the psukim that the Haggadah is built around. Harami, yeah. Oivei Ravi, etc. That's uh, that's the, that, that's part of the vidui that he uh, that the that's part of the video that one bringing me Kurim says, but they require a special uh, declaration. And an Oinein is not allowed to eat Maser and Bikurim. Rabbi Shimon, Mater, Rabbi Shimon says, no, an Oinein can eat Maser. You're obligated to remove them. Rabbi Shimon, Potter, Rabbi Shimon says, Bikurim do not have the requirement for Biur. There's a halacha that if you have Maser, and according to the Tanakhama Bikurim as well, that have not been eaten by um, the third year, they were separated in the first or second year and they have not been eaten by the third year, he has to get rid of them. I think he puts them out in the field and lets any animals eat them, etc. So that only applies by these two, but it does not apply by truma. He can keep truma for as many years as it lasts. The ilu, now, so, so that's the list of things that apply to Masa and Bikurim, but not to truma. And now we're going to show there are two things that he left out of that list. Regarding, he's not allowed to burn them for his personal benefit when they are Tomei. And a second thing is, he doesn't mention that when someone eats Maser or Bikurim, while Tomei he gets lashed, which is not the same but truma. Loktania doesn't teach those two. Okay, so those are uh, those are two differences we find by that two additional factors that apply by Master and Bikurim but do not apply by Truma. But the main point for us is we see that the list is incomplete. Why are we bring this is we see the list is not a comprehensive list, and therefore we can say we ask the question: Why does it say an oral is not allowed to eat? Uh, Truma and Bikurim, but he is allowed to eat Maser, must be because he's not allowed to eat Maser? No, it could be. It's just, in, it's, uh, just not a comprehensive list. Um, just on this last point, uh, he says, um, Rashi points out, we're not discussing, uh, and so most of this will be fleshed out over the page, but we're not discussing um, a Tome person eating Truma. That's definitely also The question here is, if the item is Tome, that he's not allowed to eat it. So it says, by Maser and Bikurim, that's clearly Asur. But by Truma, um, Rashi points out, he says, We only found uh, it's worked out from a positive commandment that you're not allowed to eat Truma, that is Tome. So therefore, it would not be um, that's why there wouldn't be lashes. It only be lashes. Now the Gemara point. Now the Gemara is just going to analyze some of the points we mentioned in this branch. It says so for asurim We said that Maser and Bikurim are asur to an oinein, which is not so by truma. Says for Rabbi Shimon Matir, and Rabbi Shimon says no, an oinein can eat Bikurim. So the the minolahu. Where do the sages get that an oinein is not allowed to eat? Um, Bikurim, the same as the pasuk says, You're not allowed to eat it in your gates, outside of a specific area. The master of your grain, tiros for 
etc. V'trumas yodcha. Trumas yodcha is referring to bikurim. V'oma mar trumas yodcha ili bikurim. Viskus bikurim la maser, and it connects bikurim to maser. So ma maser in the same pasuk. It's it's uh, it's connect. It's it's discussing maser and bikurim to connect them together. So ma maser also la oinein. Af bikurim also la oinein to teach us that just is just as maser is forbidden to an oinein, so to bikurim is also to an oinein. For Rabbi Shimon, oh, how does Rabbi Shimon learn? This seems to be quite strong, quite clear. That again, by the, he's learning what's called the Hekesh. This Josh is that by the fact that they're in the same pasuk, we can apply the same laws to them. For Rabbi Shimon, so what does Rabbi Shimon learn? He says, no, Truma Karinu Rachmona, the Torah calls it Truma. Ma, Truma Muteris Oinen, Afbikurim Muteris Oinen. Just as Truma is permitted to an Oinen, so to Bikurim is permitted to an Oinen. So just to make it easier to understand, the next line, let's just revise this Joshua. Uh, we have in the same pasuk it discusses maser, as we said maser sheni, and trumas yodcha, the truma of your hand, which we said is bikurim. So it connects. So the Tanakhama say, oh, it's connecting bikurim and maser, and you can learn from one to the other. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says, no, it calls it truma, which means you treat it like truma. So let's see further. He says, Then we said you're obligated to remove it again in the third and the fifth year, if it's not a third and the sixth year, if it's not yet eaten from the previous years. Says Shimon Shimon says that doesn't apply by Bikurim. Bikurim you can keep for as long as you want. Says Mar Makish or Mar Lomakish. Again, Mar makes the connection or Mar Lomakish. The Tanakama come along and say it's in the same pasuk, Bikurim and Maser. So it has the same halacha. And Rabbi Shimon would say, no, it's called truma. So it's like truma, just as you can keep truma for as long as you want. So too, um, Bikurim, you can keep for as long as you want. Then now, we're going on to discuss the two items that the Tana left out from the Mishnah. Again, we said was, of, so, so again, it's two halachas that apply by Maser Shani and Bikurim. But do not apply batruma. So he says, for you're not allowed to burn them for yourselves when they are tome. For loike, and if someone eats them while they are tome, they would he would get lashes, but not batruma. I mean, not on what's the source of these halachas. Just regarding this burning for yourself. So when they become tome, you have to burn them. Batruma, he's allowed to burn in a way that benefits him. I, if it's he can use it as fuel for a fire. If it's oil, he can use it for a lamp. Whereas we're saying Bamaser and Bikurim, he can't do that. He has to burn it in a way that he doesn't get benefit. Just throw it, throw it in the bonfire. Um, the Tanya, and so where do we get this on? The Tanya, Rabbi Shimon, I'm Rabbi Shimon, says, I never destroyed it, I never burnt it when it Batome. Whether I was Tome and it was Tahar, or whether I was Tahar and it was Tomei. And where do we find that he's not allowed to eat it while Tomei? I'm actually not sure. Now the Gemara is going to come along and prove it now, but it's taken for granted that he can't eat it while it's Tomei, but it's not explicit in the Torah. That's what Rabbi Shimon is. No. Um, this is uh, Truma. Truma. Let me let me just check, but this is Truma. Okay, 
So this, the pasuk that is bringing is on vidu maser. So we're going on the maser. We're going on the maser, um, the maser and the bikurim or contrary. We're not the bikurim, but the maser and the bikurim. So lo biarti mimeni betomei. So he's saying I never consumed maser, uh, yeah, uh, or bikurim when I was to, whether I was tome and it was tar or whether it I was tome and it was whether I was. Tomei and it was Tahar, or whether I was Tahar and it was Tomei. Um, but Rabbi Shimon says, I'm not so clear where we see that you can't eat it. So now just how Rashi explains it is basically, the owner declares he did not burn Maser in a state of Tumah. Aye? And obviously included is that he did not burn it for himself in a, in a state of Tahara. Why? So remember, what did I say Maser Shani? What do you have to do with Maser Shani? Eat it in Yerushalayim. So if he has to confess that he didn't burn it when it was Tomei, when he can't even eat it, he's definitely including in that confession that he didn't burn it when it was Tahar. That would be worse. Because he's supposed to be eating. When it's Tomei, he can't eat it. But when it's Tahar, he can eat it. So he should. So it would definitely be included. Um, but he does not explicitly say, I did not burn it B'Tahara while it was Tahar. And therefore, we can deduce that he's playing. That he's, we can deduce he's implying that he did not even burn it for himself. I even when I could not eat it, I did not burn it in a way that I got benefit from it. So again, that's what um, when he says that. Yeah, that's implicit in what he's saying. So we see that you're not allowed to burn it for yourself. It's just again the connection is because he's obviously including in that that I did not burn it when it was Tahar because I could have eaten it. So what's the novelty of that I did not burn it when I was Tahar? I did not burn it. Even when I couldn't eat it, I didn't burn it in a way that I could get benefit from it. Along those lines. Um, so then it says, um, so you also Rabbi Shimon says, but I don't know where we find, we don't have an explicit source that you're not allowed to eat it. As I've just said, it's implied that you're not allowed to eat it. Never mind, sorry, never mind, I didn't burn it for myself. I didn't even eat it. So, so it's implicit, but where is it explicit? Then it says, Tumas Aguf Behejuxi. This, that, if he's Tomei, that's explicit. Ksivbei, Nefesh Hashet Tigaboi Betomara Erev, Eloyachal Minakodshi, Ki Im Rochatz Besorabomai. Someone who is Tomei from that day is not allowed to eat Kodesh unless he's, um, until evening, unless he's gone to Mikvah. It says, so, Hachi Komi Boilei. This is, This is what he's asking. Tumas Atzmo. So, 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 sorry, so where are we holding? They came along and they said that you're not allowed. Um, um, the Mishnah leaves off the list of. It says, sorry, it says that if you eat. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. If you eat them, but Tumas Atzmo, you get lashed, which is not so by Truma. Right, it does seem to be going on trouble. But by these, if he, it's very explicit that he's not allowed to eat them when Tomei. But Truma, it's very, very explicit that he's not allowed to eat it while Tomei. So what do you mean it doesn't apply by Truma? So you're right, it is going on Truma. That's why we bring it out here. Yeah. This is what he's asking. How do we know that it? No, yeah, that the master is that we're going on the master. So, 
So he's not allowed to eat it when Tomei, that's not an issue. That's clear possible. But this, that he's not allowed to eat it when it's Tomei, how do I know that from? Okay, yeah, sorry. So, so let's just go back one step. There's two questions regarding master. Regarding the master, that if a person is Tomei, he's not allowed to eat master, that's explicit. It says Kodshim, which includes master. However, this, that if it is Tomei, but he is Tahar, why can't he... Um, where do we see there that he can't eat it? Again, he's not making a tome by eating it. So he says, no, haki komi boilei. Yeah, so, so this is what it's asking. How do we know that if the maaser itself is tome, he can't eat it? So Talmud Loma, the Torah says, You're not allowed to eat it, the maaser the master of your grain, in your cities. I, uh, on the surface, it's saying you have to eat it in Yerushalayim. But later on it says, and now this is by a bechor. You shall eat it. You can eat it if a bechor has a mum. You can eat it in your cities, whether you tar, the tar and the tome together, like any other animal, like a deer and a and a doe. Says avatana the very vishmal. The very vishmal says afilu tome betar oichlin al shulchan echad. We see that a tahor and a tome person can eat this bechor. Remember, bechor is a korban, but if it gets a blemish, it loses its sanctity, and the coin can eat it anywhere, even tahor and tome together. But kera achatz eat them from one bowl. And on choshishin, we're not concerned that it becomes tome. There's no problem with it becoming tome. The ka'amar rachman alhud amrilach hasam b'sharecha tachlenu. So what the Torah is saying is, there what I've told you, I Babakhor, that you can eat it, Bisharecho, here I'm telling you that you can't eat it. In other words, Babakhor, when it says, Bisharecho Tochlenu, it is saying that you can eat it while Tomah. Bisharecho Tochlenu is telling us that you can eat the Truma while Tomah. So therefore, on the flip side, when Bamaser it says you can't eat it, Bisharecho, it's telling you that you can't eat it while Tomah. So that's the that's the drosha. That's where we see you're not allowed to eat maser while tome um, when it's tome. Um, just interesting. Tosfos asks from here, but wait, if the food's tome and you eating it, aren't you going to become tome? So, so, so again, Tosfos' question is. You're not allowed to eat master while you're Tomei. Our issue is if you, you can eat, we have an assumption that you can eat it when you're Tahar and it's Tomei. But as soon as you eat it, you're going to become Tomei. So he says, he says, no, it could be that you, uh, someone uh, stuck down the throat, oh, you didn't touch it, they just like threw it into your mouth uh, before you could even uh, touch it to make a Tomei. Or, Tosas give another answer, um, where the food wasn't susceptible to, t- where yeah, it wasn't yet. Sorry. Yeah, so, okay, so we'll leave it with that answer, but that's an interesting question to ask. Can you eat food in a way that you don't become Tomei? Um, now the Gemara just goes back onto a previous point we mentioned. Um, we said that you can't burn it for personal use. Truma, you can burn. If it becomes Tomei, you can burn it for your personal use, as we said, to make fuel for a fire or for a cooking fire or for a light. But Truma, Master and Bikurim, you can't. It says, Master, I'm King, but Truma, Minolan, what's the source? I'm Rebbe, I'm Rebbe, I'm Tomei, I'm Rebbe, 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 I'm R
ממנו היא הטום אוויר, אבל הטום אוויר שמן של תרומה שנטמא. It you can't burn eye for yourself, but you can burn shemen shel truma. Oh, the emem imeno yatom amar aval truma vir shemen shel kodesh shenitma. But maybe it's exclude granted you can't burn it, but it's excluding shemen shel kodesh. If you had sanctified oil, let's say you had oil that you had put aside for a mincha offering, and it became tome, maybe that you can burn for yourself. This is no lab kavachomeru, isn't it? Kavachomeru, ma masara kal omratori lo biarti mimenu butame, kodesh chomeru lo kodesh kain, lo kol shekain. If maaseh, which is much more lenient, the Torah says, I, yes, he says, I didn't burn from it for myself, well then obviously kodesh, actual sanctified food, like that would be used in the temple, if it becomes tome, he definitely can't burn it for himself. Well, we can say the same about Truma. If you can't burn it for yourself by Maser, Truma is much stricter. So you definitely shouldn't be allowed to burn Truma that becomes Tomei for yourself. So Ihachi Truma Nami Kavachomeshu says, no, it's written, Mimeno, it. Oh, Umar Roy, but then why do you see that way? So, so we have Mimeno is telling us, we have two things. We have a Kavachomer telling us that if you can't burn Maser for yourself, you should definitely be able to. You should definitely not be allowed to burn something on it. That's more kodesh for yourself if it becomes something like like kodshim or truma. But then he says, but the but the word there is mimeno. It you can't burn, but there's something else you can burn for yourself. So how do you know which one of truma and maser you can't burn for yourself because of a kavchamer, and which one you can burn for yourself because the Torah because the Torah says mimeno only there's something that you can mimeno from it you can't burn but there is something that you can burn so the Gemara answers mistavra kodesh loima matina shekain penakachas an acronym for the fileliness it makes more sense to say that it's kodesh that you can't burn because it has all the following stringencies let's go through them quickly pigle pigle we know is when, remember when if someone has intent to sprinkle the blood or eat the korban beyond the appropriate time, it becomes pigle, so he's not allowed to eat. That's a stringency bar, kodshim. So to noisar, um, noisar um, um, is a korban that's left past a certain time, it becomes forbidden to eat. Korban, it gets, Rashi says, it gets called, it has the status of a korban, you're allowed to bring it into the base amigdash. You're not allowed to just bring any animal or any produce into the base amigdash, only if it has this Title korban me'ila you transgress misappropriating property and you could be high of extra thing asher me'ilas etc. Kores if someone eats it while tomei they get kores for asher lo'ina and an oina is not allowed to eat it. So we have this list of things that make kodshim stricter and therefore we're going to say if you can't burn it for your if there's an item that you can't burn for your personal use it's more likely to be kodshim than truma. Says adra but truma lo'ina matina. Says wait but maybe we should rather say Truma is not excluded. I truma you shouldn't be allowed to burn for your own use. Why shekain machpaz? Because of the following things. Misa. If someone eats truma on purpose, a non-kohen eats truma on purpose, he gets misa bidei shumai. V'choy mesh, if he eats it by mistake, he would have to add on a fifth. V'ein lo pijon. There's no way to redeem truma. Once produce becomes truma, it can only ever be truma. There are cases where something can become a korban, and then it can be redeemed, and it's not korban anymore. Vasur al-Zorim, 
Truma can never be eaten by anyone besides Kohanim. Sometimes Korbanos, Kodshim can be eaten by other people. It can be eaten by a Shlomim, can be eaten by the owners, etc. So we see that, so maybe Truma's strictness is not Hadach fishing. Now there were six by, by uh, Kodshim and only four by Truma. So which one's actually stricter? Kodshim. It's, uh, it wins in the, strict, in the list of stringencies, 6 to 4. And therefore, if there's one that we're going to go stricter with and say that you can't eat it, you can't burn it for your own use, must be kosher. So the Ebo is aim alternative, you can say, Kore Sadifa. But the fact that someone who eats kosher, um, while Tome, there's Kores, we see it's much more strict. I mean, we don't have to get onto this whole calculation. Once there's kores involved in eating kodshim betuma, it's much stricter. Okay, let's just do uh, one, a few more answers. For oichlin betumas atzpon loike, we said someone who eats it while it is tomei, he gets lashed. Masha'en came betuma, which is not so bad truma. If someone eats truma when the truma is tomei and he's told, he doesn't get lashed. That implies that he doesn't get lashed for eating truma when the truma is coming, but he, it's still nevertheless osur. Says Minolan, where do you know that from? Amon Kro, the Possum You shall eat it in its city. I, this you can eat, but not something else. I, you can eat the Bechor that had a mum with truma, but you can't eat truma that's tomei. And a negative commandment learned out from a positive commandment is actually considered a positive commandment and he wouldn't get lashes. Well, what's a positive commandment? The Bechor you can eat in your city. Oh, he says, the Bechor you can eat in your city. Truma you can't. I, we, as we learned higher up on the page, when it says Bechor you can eat in your city, it's saying you can eat it, Tomei. Which means he's saying, Truma you can't eat, Tomei. That's the deduction, but it's a deduction from the Possig speaking in the positive. So that's how we see that you can't eat Truma when it is when the truma itself is tome. Obviously, as we said, if the person itself is tome, that's clear and that's much stricter. But even if the truma itself is tome, he's not allowed to eat it. Um, but it's a positive it's, it's classified as a positive commandment and therefore there's no lashes. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today. Yeah. Okay.